0: From the headquarters of the Guild of Champions, this is the Chris Terrell Podcast. I am your host, Chris Terrell, and welcome to another week of your weight loss quest. How did this last week play out for you? What challenges did you overcome? What new ways of seeing an old problem did you discover? Now, if you're new here, my name is Chris Terrell, as I said, and I've lost 125 pounds myself and... Here's the really cool part, I've kept it off. After an entire adulthood of chronic yo-yo dieting, up, down, up, down again, I finally got sick and tired of being sick and tired and I decided to make some permanent, meaningful, and lasting changes to my lifestyle, habits, routines, belief systems, socio economic, nope, that's not the word, cultural setting, and my environment. All of which resulted in a new me, a transformed me, a me that I am so proud to be. Now, I'm really excited about this week because I am going to be bringing to you a guild meeting preview. Now, if you don't know about the guild, that's my membership, uh, where it's basically, these are for people that are looking for a community of people to go along with them on their quest to obtain the body and life of their dreams. And I, um, I wanted to give you a taste of what it was like in the guild, I do live meetings. We do multiple live meetings a week. I think right this week we're do for the next couple of months we have four live meetings scheduled a week. So I like I love the live meetings because I love getting to talk to people. I love getting to interact with them. We do Q and A's. We do breakout rooms. Um, I bring a presentation. I get to use my full studio for it. Ah, it's it's there's so much fun, but there's also a lot of great information. I don't want it to just be fun and enjoyable. I also want you to walk away with some tangible information. And I thought, I thought I might give you, the listeners of the podcast, a preview of what one of these meetings sounds like. So I wanted to just come on here real quick before and tee up. Uh, it's a recording that you're about to listen to, but I wanted to tee up the recording for you so you know what it is. But before I tee it up, before I tell you about what this lesson is, because I'm really excited to give it to you, I first, first need to invite you to come join my free Facebook group, You can find a link to that in the show notes or by going to Coaching.com and scroll down. You'll see a link there to join the Facebook group. I would love to have you come be a part of the group. We've got a ton of people in there that are looking to lose weight the slow and steady way doing it by making actual changes to their life. And I'm so proud of that community. It's been something I, it's been a joy and a pleasure to watch it develop and grow over the last several years. And I would love to have you come be a part of it. And connect with some truly amazing people. I know some people in there have made some lasting friendships. So come on in. It's totally free. I go live there every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to kickstart your week. If you like the podcast, it's like that, but even more because it's all video and it's highly interactive. Lots of Q&A. So if you need some help, come on in the Facebook group. Ask me on the Monday morning live stream. I'll probably answer your question. And there's usually, I usually am able to get to everybody's questions. Um, on those live streams. So come on in. Love to see you. Again, ChristoCoaching.com. Scroll down. You'll see a link to it or in the show notes. And lastly, and then I'm going to get to it. If you have found the podcast to be helpful, if you've enjoyed it, if it has brought you value, please consider giving it a rating and a review, a written review on your podcasting app, whatever platform you're using. I know from according to my analytics anyway, the vast majority of you are Apple iPhone users listening to the podcast through the Apple podcast app. You may not know this, but you can actually leave a written review of the podcast on that app. And also for those of you that are listening on Spotify, you have a direct link where you can leave me direct feedback. And some, That's a new feature. And some of y'all have been doing it, and I read every one of them, and I love them. So feel free to use that feature. It's a great way to directly connect and give me that feedback uh, that I'm going to use because I want to make the podcast even better for you. All right. So the, the recording that I'm bringing to you, I'm excited. It's all about something that I know you're using on your weight loss journey. You know, not everybody goes on the same journey. Not everybody uses the same tools, but there's one tool that I know everyone uses. And that tool is the scale the scale. And for many of you, I know you have a tumultuous relationship on the best of days with that scale. Well, so do many members of the guild. And I want to teach you some of the things that you might need that can help revolutionize your approach to using the scale. Now, there's multiple lessons in here. You're not going to be able to take everything in in one 30-minute session. But I went looking through the archives and I thought, what would be a great lesson on the scale to bring to you all today? And I went through this one. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is a good one. So I mentioned some visuals in it. It doesn't detract from the message, but you'll notice that I'm talking about visuals. That's because this was presented as a live meeting that you can come into. So without further ado, I'm going to now hand it over to me to take the reins and take you through a journey of learning about the scale. Today and Wednesday It's a two-parter. So if, you, if you're catching today's, make sure you catch the replay, because we are not going to get through everything today. I'm going to be talking about a bunch of stuff, setting the scene, and then uh, Wednesday's session is going to be a bit more tactical, some things you can do. So this one's sort of setting the scene. and But I'll give you a few things that you can take away as well with this. But we are going to be talking all things the scale. All things scale. uh so here's a, 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 a hmm. I had a love-hate thing with the scale there for a long time, and I bet many of y'all did too. Now let me tell you, I ended up having such a positive relationship with the scale, I one time decided to dig up my camera to take an artsy picture with a light uh, to showcase it. That's my foot stepping on the scale that I lost all my weight with. I am weirdly nostalgic about that scale. Very weirdly nostalgic about it. But I remember there's a lot that goes on before a foot touches the scale. That's why I took this photo the way I took it is because I know just how much work goes in before my toes touch. When I used to just so casually just walk up and step on the thing without even giving it so much as a thought. When I have a question. I want you, as soon as this question comes up, I want you to just take a moment, really ask yourself, are you doing this? Are you using the scale to cure your self-doubt? Are you so doubtful that what you're doing is working that without a steady infusion of scale data going down, you might not keep going? Because the scale is the only thing keeping you motivated. If the answer is yes to that, pay very close attention to this week's lesson on Wednesdays. If the answer to this is any degree yes... We're going to talk about some things that may feel different than how you're used to looking at things. So today's going to be all about lessons from my own journey in the order in which I had them. But I want to give you a couple of high-level ones. The first one is I learned over my two-and-a-half-year weight loss journey and in my journey in maintenance that I need the data from the scale to help me manage my weight loss project, now my weight maintenance project. I need it. Yeah, I can do it without the scale, but that'd be like trying to run a company without ever looking at a financial report. Why would you do that? That'd be like trying to manage your finances without ever checking your bank balance. Why would you do that? It'd be like trying to manage your investment portfolio without ever checking what's happening with your portfolio. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Now, I understand why we do it for some reasons, but we're going to get, we'll get to that. But I learned I need the data, it makes it easier. Now, there was a personal policy that I adopted day one, right away. And it was that I already know what it is I need to do. And I need to stop looking for the scale to give me permission to act. I need to just act. I, much like many, needed the scale to keep me motivated to keep going. If the scale gave me a good number, I'd keep going. If the scale didn't give me a number, fuck you, scale. I'm going to go off and do whatever I want then. if You're not going to give me my payday. It's like going and working for your boss for two weeks and then show up on payday. And you're like, where's my paycheck? And like, yeah, we ain't got one for you. And you're like, well, I'm out. Well, this isn't a job, but we're approaching it that way. Well, who are you quitting? <laughs> you're quitting yourself. <laughs> it don't work. We even know it doesn't work. Like as soon as I'm saying, everybody's like, yeah, he right. He right. But why do we do it? So here's what's the lesson on why. And we're going to dig into this one over today and Wednesday. Inside-out thinking is the secret to using the scale well. Have you even heard that phrase, inside-out thinking? Do you know that phrase? Or are you an outside-in thinker? And then there was a discovery that I had. Without practice and effective personal policies, it is incredibly easy for the scale to dictate my thinking. So easy. So easy. That's not an excuse to just let it happen, though. You don't just lay over and take it. No, you just know the reality. It is easy. You've got to work at this. Well, let's go into the vaults. Let's pull out some old video here. So let me turn up the sound. Part of my ritual. Sub 200 is so close I can taste it. Three and a half pounds. Well, four pounds. So close. (laughs) That's so close to Wonderland. August 15th. And probably all of y'all thinking, well, I know, what Chris, I'm going to do what you, I'll bet you did. If I'm that close, I'm weighing in like a couple times a day every day until I see that Wonderland number. I understand when you start getting, anybody here been, been close when you've had a two and you're getting close to the one? I'm like, I ain't seen a one in front of my weight since middle school. This is going to be great. I'm like so excited. I'm so excited. It didn't play out that way. It didn't play out that way. Now, see, I know the struggle. So that was August 15th. But if we go here to September third, I managed to get down to two hundred pounds, two hundred point seven. I managed to get down to. I even got the timestamp and everything exactly down to the to the second when I took it, seven thirty three a.m. and thirty two seconds. I saw that number. Now I started placing great emphasis, by the way, on something you might consider doing after you've lost your first handful of pounds: stop. Being so focused on the accumulation of weight loss and start being focused on your personal best low number. Start focusing on what weight am I and what weight do I want to be? Don't go, I've lost 12 pounds. There's a place to do that. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But recognize, it's like, this is what I weigh. This is the current lowest weight I've seen. Here's what I'm trying to get. We'll we'll touch back more on that, but just tuck that away. So here's what I'm saying, 200.7. So it took me a few more days, obviously, from August 15th to September 3rd to get down to 200. And again, now you really think I'm going to be weighing in every day. Heck yeah, I didn't. Because what happened is, is I had a schedule. I already scheduled a trip for me to go visit my brother. There's me on top of these rocks going out on a hike. Needed to work on my mental health. My brother took that for me. Now here's the interesting thing. I had adopted a policy. Let me go back to this slide here. This scale right here it is the only scale that matters. No other scale is valid. I love it when people go to the doctor's office and like, the, the scale said I weighed eight pounds more. It's like you're wearing all your clothes and it's a different scale and it's a different time of day. Why are you over here beating yourself up with something you know is not accurate? You know it's not accurate. Because it's not your stick in the mud. You can use whatever stick in the mud you like, but stop using different scales. You got to use the exact same scale. Exact same scale. And I told myself, I only care about my weight as it's reflected on this scale. No other scale. Well, now I'm traveling. I can't control when I'm hitting this number. And I ain't, I mean, I was excited to hit Wonderland, but I wasn't going to travel with a scale. That, that's, that felt a little weird. So I didn't do that. And I just went on my trip. Now, here's a cool thing. A little side note. It was this trip where I visited with my brother. There's my brother right there. And I looked at him and says, how much do you weigh? And he told me, he's about 160. He said I brought 165, 170, somewhere in there. And I'm like, we're well, my brother. I'll bet I could get to your weight. I'm like knocking on the door of Wonderland. All of a sudden, it was this visit that planted the seed in my mind that maybe, just maybe, I was selling myself short of what I could attain with my body. Maybe, just Maybe. And it was also on this trip that the first time since losing my weight, a candid photo was snapped of me and I personally loved it. I saw this photo of myself and I was like, wow, I've lost so much weight. I never would have liked a candid of me like this taken, never, I wouldn't have even wanted to see it. So this was a big trip for me. I got some big victories. In fact, I remember these two moments more than I remember what came after. So September 3rd, 2020, I weighed 200 pounds. It took me till September 15th before I could see my low number on the scale between the trip. And I knew better than to weigh myself as soon as I got back. I ain't need that kind of stress in my life. So I had to wait a few days. And then I started weighing. It took a month to lose 3.6 pounds a month. I'd lost 90 pounds by this point. I'm telling y'all, I get the frustration when the scale doesn't move, I get it. I also learned by this point, the reason why I did okay is because the scale was so far down the list of things that brought me joy, that it was okay. The longer the scale stays in your top 10 lists of things that bring you joy in your journey, the longer you're making it harder. And here's a really fun part that I really like. So look at these pictures. Five pounds difference between the one on the left and the one on the right, or four pounds. The one on the left was the four point whatever, the one in the middle was the middle weight, and the one on the right was that. I don't know, I don't really look a whole heck of a lot different. The difference you're seeing there is mostly a nature of the camera angle, and one was a cell phone, one was my big camera. So, how how silly would I have been if that guy on the left's like, Well, I can't be happy until I hit 199? Then I can be happy. Well, that's a line I picked. I drew that line in the sand. Well, why not just draw the line behind me? Be happy now. This is so much easier when you're happy now. So, I want to tell you about my journey with the scale. And it was a journey, it was a journey. It was not a simple thing. Now, first it began with, in the very beginning, day one, I needed space from that scale. I needed some space. I needed to show myself that I could do the right things. Remember, realization number one, I already know what I need to do. I needed to show myself that I would do those things without the scale. It was vital to me that I prove it. And I'd be like, yeah, I I could do it. Yeah, your talk is cheap. That's what I started telling myself. Go do it. Go prove it. You think you can do it without the scale? Go do it. Start now. Don't even weigh in. You know how much you weigh. You might even weigh more. It doesn't matter. You've You've seen 290 on the scale. Whether you're 296 or 286, it doesn't get matter. You're doing the same things. So just do them. Just do them. I, and this is what I'm telling myself. Just do it. You already know. I had to know that I would do the right things without my constant hit of dopamine because I knew I had, I'm a pro weight loss, just like many of y'all. I knew I could drop 10 pounds like that and I could get that whoa, that sudden rush from the scale. I knew I could do it. But I was telling myself, stop doing what I've always done because what I've always done has not been working. So I took some space from the scale. I didn't weigh in at all till a little over a month. And then I weighed in. And here's where this was really neat. I'd lost a few pounds. I didn't even write it down. I don't remember exactly. It was, you know, in the three, four, five pound range. Honestly, compared to how I normally would start my journeys off, you know, normally in a month I'd lose like 15, 20 pounds. So this was like, by comparison, way less, but it proved to myself a few things. First, it proved to myself that the scale is not required to lose weight. Getting on the scale is not a requisite for acting. I just proved it. All I had to do was lock that in my memory, burn it into my brain in this one example, because now I can no longer ever say I have to have the scale. I'd be a liar if I said that, as long as I don't allow myself to omit this memory from my memory banks. If I hang on to it in my mind, I would be a liar. If I said I need the scale, because I'm like, well, but there the one time I kind of did it without it. And this would help me understand when I'm using the scale the wrong way. This comes into place later. It also proved to me that just making some simple lifestyle changes, which is all I did, would make me lose weight. I wasn't tracking anything. I didn't even know what calorie counting was. I thought calorie counting at this point meant you could only eat healthy foods. You counted the calories of the healthy food you ate. Anything unhealthy would just make you get fat. That's what I believed. And I'm eating all the foods I normally did. I just ate less and I moved more. Eat less, move more. It was a really simple formula. And sure enough, after like a month or so, I lost a little bit of weight. I was like, then there was the third realization. I thought weight loss was supposed to be really hard. I mean, I did some things, but it wasn't miserable. No one even knew I was doing it. I didn't even tell anybody hardly. Only like two or three people knew. No one at my work knew. None of my friends knew, really. None of even my family knew. I just did it. And that was a big, that, that shook things. And I'm glad that I had that shake up there in the very, very beginning of my journey. But in the result of this check-in came the two questions. Two very, very important questions. And I am so glad I picked up these two questions early on in my journey. And the two questions are this: One second, we're going to bring up the we're going to bring up the whiteboard. Number one: Am I proud of the effort I've put in? Am I proud of the effort that I have put in? Now, as I once I started weighing in, this got changed into: Am I proud of the effort I put in since the last time I weighed in, or the last time I approached the scale? If the answer to this was no. I didn't get on the scale. Didn't matter how much I wanted it. The answer was no. Because I wasn't doing it for the result on the scale. I was doing it for the sake of doing it. I had to earn the right to step on the scale. I had to earn it. The scale was my. If I wanted to use it as a reward, then damn it, I'm going to make stepping on it be the reward, not the number. The act of getting on it. There were many times I got there in the bathroom on my mon- on my morning where I was going to weigh, and I'd look down and I'd be like. Not this week. I mean, I'm, I made changes I'm glad of, but I got to be real. There was a handful of times I kind of did not do great, so I didn't weigh in. Maybe I lost weight. Maybe I didn't. Honestly, I didn't need to know because remember what I said, number one, I already know what it is I need to do. I don't need the scale to give me permission to go do it, and I don't want to run the risk of the scale of messing with my thinking and giving me a bad case of the stinking thinkings. So I just didn't get on it. Now, let's say I, the answer to this was yes. Then I went on to question two. Question number two. Can, or will, the scale make me feel bad or discouraged? Because sometimes the answer was yes, but I approached that scale in sort of a not great headspace. And I learned approaching the scale from a bad mental state, don't do that. That's a recipe for disaster. Because if the scale shows you a number that you don't like, this can mess with your thinking. And you'll learn on Wednesday, you you bring stinking thinking to the scale, you're sunk. You're sunk. So I started asking this every time. Every time I weighed in, I started asking myself these two questions. And uh, what this led to was me not getting on the scale very often at first. First six months. For those that don't know, I did not track a single calorie for six months of my journey. Not one single calorie. Lifestyle changes only. Lost 30 pounds doing that. I hardly weighed on the scale the first several months because I I kept not ans- answering the questions well. So I'd walk away. And I already knew what I needed to do. I didn't need the scale to do it for me. So this led to me having my occasional check-ins once, twice a month. That's about it. That's about it. And it was during this period of time that I started discovering that I had fallen victim to outside-in thinking. Because I started noticing when I no longer had the scale to mess up my thinking, and I chose how to think, and I chose how to act, and I chose how to feel, my results did pretty well. They did pretty well. I never quit. I didn't give up. I'm here. I made it. And so this understanding, we're going to dig into this one on Wednesday. I want to give that one the full amount of time. But this led to me having the birth of a ritual. And when I started calorie tracking, my ritual was born. You saw a video of one of my rituals. Allow me for a moment to tell you about my ritual. (laughs) My ritual. Every Monday morning, I'd wake up. Go to the bathroom, of course, because every ounce counts. Wait a few moments, make sure. Take off everything, because every ounce counts. No water, no food, nothing. And then I'd take the scale, and I'd put it on the exact same tile, and I'd touch it with my hands, make sure there's no wobble, and I'd stand in front of it, I'd ask myself the two questions. Then I'd get on it, and I'd look down at the number, then I'd get off of it, let the scale turn off. Then I'd get on it again, look at the number, then I'd get off of it. Then I'd get, let the clear, and I would do three times. I'd weigh in three times, and I would take the average of the three, because I knew my scale had like a point one, point two variance. It was just a little bit within there, and I thought, perfect, that's my number, because I was, a, you know, especially there in the beginning, I was counting the points, you know, the point twos, the point threes, you know, even in the very beginning, I was really looking at those. But every every morning I did that. Every Monday morning was my weigh in, and I took note. That's the only one that mattered. I would occasionally check in during the week. I would. But the only one that mattered was Monday morning. And I did that for a long time. I did move my weigh-in from Monday to other days a couple of times, but I always had an official designated one-time weigh-in. And that was really important to me because it was on Monday morning. It gave me incentive on on Sunday night to be good. My objective was to weigh in. I didn't want to miss. If I showed up and I didn't answer the questions, I had to skip that week. I didn't weigh in the next day. I had to wait a whole week because I missed my weekly weigh in. And I was going from Monday to Monday. I was curious about my weekly change Monday to Monday. I did check in during the week, but it didn't count unless I weighed it on Monday. Because in my head, I wanted to smooth out the fluctuations. And I'm like, the odds of me only fluctuating on Monday every single week, week in, week out, week in, week out, is basically zero. And I also liked it because it forced me to slow down, which is going to come into play a little bit later. It forced me to slow down. Because in the beginning, I was not prepared nor equipped, nor would it have been helpful for me to weigh in every day. Because I would have started reacting every single day. I would have started adjusting my program every single day. That would have been incredibly unwise for me to do that. That would have resulted in me stagnating more than likely, maybe not even losing weight in the long term. It certainly could run the risk of me getting frustrated. And I don't need frustration, not even a little bit. Weight loss gives me enough. I didn't need to add more. I wanted to weigh in though. So I was sad when I didn't get to weigh in that week. But I knew it was important because I kept telling myself, it's working. This non-reliance on the scale is working. Like I need the data, but I can't be reliant on it. I've got to, at all times, every week, be willing to prove to myself that the scale doesn't give me permission to do what I already know I need to do. I give myself permission. I don't need anybody else or anything else to give me permission. My life, my choice, no one else's, certainly not some piece of shit scale, that only does is tell me how heavy I am. Doesn't tell me how hard I worked. Doesn't tell me how much body fat really changed because the numbers are too small for it to be that precise. Doesn't tell me if I've gotten smaller. Tells me if I weigh the same or less or more, but it I, you can get smaller and weigh the same. That happened to me once. The scale doesn't tell you a ton of things. And it certainly isn't giving me permission. But I let it give me permission. And I had to at all times remind myself, I'm in charge. It's my life. So here's where things take a turn. We go on a year like this. Weighing in every week. Now, not too much longer after the video you all saw. Started getting closer to 190. And I crossed 190. 190. Then the addiction started. Remember what I said? It's easy for the scale to dictate your thinking. I had a conscious plan on how I was approaching the scale. A purposeful plan. I intentionally told myself to not be addicted to the scale. And I still got addicted. Somewhere along the way, I started realizing I'm getting pretty good at this weight loss thing. You know, when you've lost 100 pounds, like in a row, yeah, you have weeks and months, you know, where it doesn't move as much, but by and large, you never quit. You start to get pretty good at it. You start to realize I just keep doing what I'm doing. I just need the, I just need enough application of time. You reach that point eventually. And uh, for a video, I moved my scale in my living room to uh, weigh in. And then I just didn't take it back to the bathroom. I just left it there. Next thing you know, I'm weighing in all the time. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a day. Every day. Checking my weight. Looking at the, I'm telling myself, well, I love looking at the fluctuations, seeing what it does. No, I wasn't. I was bullshitting. What I was hoping to do is always see that in low number. That's what I wanted. I said I was looking for the fluctuations. I was lying. I wanted a hit of dopamine from my scale drug. Because as much as I tried to prevent it from controlling my thinking, I had a few holes in my system, in my process, and I got hooked. And then a friend told me, I think you need to put your scale away. I was talking to my friend about it, saying hard, and she said, I think you need to put your scale away, like in a closet or something. You need to start looking at other things, like how do you look? How do you feel? And here's where I knew right away something was wrong. My brain instantly pushed back and fought against this. Instantly. I wanted no part of that. Right away, I was like, okay, yep, nope, she's right. I am having way too strong of an emotional reaction to putting the scale up. And I had known because I had heard enough stories of people that have developed eating disorders when losing weight. And those have lost triple triple digit weight loss. It is a possibility. It's unlikely. Many, many more people do it without eating a disorder than those that do. But I still wanted to be wise. I still wanted to be aware. And I was like, I think I'm starting to develop a disordered relationship with the scale. And so now I realized it is time to do what I did all the way back in the beginning. It was time for more space again. It was time to take another break. So I took a month, took the scale, put it in my closet and said, I will not weigh in. It was incredibly difficult to do that. I wanted to get the scale out constantly. I felt my self-doubt had apparently grown below the surface and I didn't even know. And I was very much going through what I was doing in the beginning. Where I was realizing I had to prove to myself I know what I need to do, so just go do it. Stop looking for permission from a piece of machinery and just go do what you need to know. Whether I lost a pound, gained a pound, or the same pound, I still know what it is I need to do. And so as I'm trying to unpack what happened to me, trying to understand it. I realized that there does come a point where I need to know what's happening on the scale. And I was like, well, I think a month, like I've waited a month. I don't think there's anything wrong with just checking in with the scale. And so I gave myself permission to do it. And so then came the next, the second reunion with the scale to bring it back. And I felt like my old self again. After a little month break, I felt, okay, this is, this is good. I did the two questions. I was feeling better. Because keep in mind, everybody, when I was getting on every time, I was not asking myself the two questions. I'd stopped asking myself because I thought I didn't need to anymore. Because I'd been weighing in for over a year, and I had slowly kind of stopped asking the two questions. That was a mistake. So then came the two-week rule. This policy shift has protected me ever since. This policy I'm about to tell you, I still to this day practice. There's been an unbroken string of me practicing it since this moment. And the two-week rule is this. I do not make any adjustments to my strategy or my approach to weight loss until I've had two consecutive weeks of scale data. The scale is not allowed to be used as a reason for making changes without two consecutive weeks because what might happen is I might have actually caught myself on a fluctuation and then I would try to make adjustments to my program when it was just a fluctuation and all I needed to do was just be a little bit more patient and hold the line for another week and then the scale would move. I started discovering after this point I would often gain a few pounds before I lost weight. I had already kind of noticed it but when I really said no two week minimum no adjustments until two consecutive weeks. There's so many times I'd fluctuate up and I'd be like, oh no, I'm going the wrong way. And then I would just say, it's okay, feel the panic, but you ain't doing nothing different. Eat the way you normally eat. Change nothing. And then a week later, everything would be fine. And this is how I do it in maintenance. Every two weeks, I weigh in. Every two weeks. Or sorry, I don't make any changes without two weeks of data. I still weigh in almost every week. If I'm not feeling like I can answer the two questions well, I don't weigh in. Now, it's a little less rigid now. We'll get into that. But that's because there came a point where it came time for me to make the transition, the transition into maintenance. And my journey with the scale continued past that. And we're not going to get into that one today. But my journey with it continued on after this. I needed every single twist and turn of this journey. Now it is my hopes that you'll learn some from me. Maybe you won't wait over a year to learn the two-week rule. Maybe you can learn that sooner, learn from my mistakes. Maybe you can avoid having to put the scale away because you've become hooked and addicted. Maybe you'll learn the two questions a lot earlier and you'll start asking them and you'll practice enforcing them. I realized I needed to have the conclusion with myself that I don't need the scale to give me permission to do what I already know I need to do. And when I feel that tension, when I feel that conflict, when I get on the scale, that's what I talk about. You have to be courageous because when you get on the scale and it doesn't give you a number, you're hoping for many individuals, you're going to feel fear, worry, doubt, not good. The scale, for many people, makes one feel an emotion. This is a problem that we're going to get into on Wednesday, but to tease a little bit about it. Here's what was interesting on my journey with the scale. You cannot take away the scale's ability to make you feel bad and preserve the scale's ability to make you feel good. You lose both or you keep both. The mind will not let you be incongruent. Many people, what they want to do is they want to get on the scale and not have it bother them when it's a bad result, but they want it to supercharge them with excitement when it gives them a the result they want. If you give it that, you equally give it the power to take you the other way. The scale is a powerful tool for weight loss. The way I like to think of it like a chainsaw a chainsaw is an amazing tool it has the power to clear and level an entire forest to the ground used incorrectly you can kill yourself with it chop your leg off knock a tree down on yourself all sorts of terrible tragedies but if you learn to use that tool the right way its power can get amazing things done the scale is very much like that chainsaw if you use the right way, it'll help you take off every single excess pound you don't want. It'll help you create the body of your dreams. It won't help you create the life, but it'll help you create the body. But if used incorrectly, it will sink your dream. It'll kill it hard and leave you demoralized and saying, questioning if you even want to lose weight in the first place. It can send you running back to where you came before. And don't make the mistake I did. Don't assume you got it figured out because you've been doing this for six months. I've been doing it for over a year. And the scale got me. And I was really being diligent. I mean, really diligent. And it got me. Don't assume you're bulletproof. Recognize the power it has. So on Wednesday, what we're going to do as I mentioned on that journey, we talked about outside-in thinking or inside-in thinking, inside-out thinking. We've got to talk about how you deal with what goes on up in here. Because it's your thoughts that dictate your reality. What you carry in your mind is going to turn into the what happens in the world. And if you're allowing the scale to manipulate your thoughts, you run a risk of the scale controlling the outcome of your weight loss journey from week to week. Welcome back. I hope you found that lesson to be valuable. Maybe even you were able to take a couple of insights away that you could apply into your own journey. I truly hope that it helped. Now, if you liked that, if you enjoyed that, I want you to know I have a lot more of that in the guild, a lot more of it. Everything in the guild is original outside of the handful of things like this episode that I pull from it and place here on the the other side of the paywall. There's a lot over there. And so giving you hundreds of hours of content, here's the thing, why it's here. I want to give you enough content to get you through your entire multiple year journey. Because it's not just weight loss. You got to get to the maintenance side too. And I want to support you all the way through that. So I'm giving you hundreds of hours of content to give you that support for the whole duration, everything is searchable. Everything is in order. You have a mobile app that you can take on your phone. You can come to all the live meetings. These are Zoom meetings, not not webinar meetings, Zoom meetings. Like We can interact with each other. I have made some truly deep connections with members of the guild in there, and I would love to have you, yes, you, come be a part of it with us all. You'll be amazed at the support you get from that community. There's a saying that people have been saying in there. It's, come for the knowledge, stay for the community. And I can tell you that's true. Weight loss is something you're gonna be doing mostly alone. Most of the choices you're gonna make, you're gonna be making by yourself in your own head. But that doesn't mean you actually have to be alone. You have an entire community of people out there that are looking to support you, that are looking to encourage you, that are looking to cheer you on, that are looking to help you solve your roadblocks, your obstacles. It's $40 a month cancel anytime. Just come on in for a month, poke around, say hi. If you don't like it, you can leave. That's okay. Just hit the button in the top right, go to your profile, you can leave. But if you find that it's a value, you can stay. And I'd love to have you be with us. I'm going literally after I publish this podcast, hopping on a plane to fly to Seattle to meet with a bunch of fellow champions while they go run their first tough mutter, a 5k. Now I'm injured. I don't know if I'm gonna get to run it with them or not. I'm gonna be playing it by ear, but I know that I'm there and I'm excited to cheer these champions on that are going and doing something that they probably didn't think they'd ever do because that's what this is about. This whole journey is about stepping outside your comfort zone, doing something you've not done before, giving yourself a brand new experience. And I wanna help you get those because I know how important they were for me on my journey. These experiences transformed my life. And you're gonna have your own transformative experiences too. Most of them are gonna be little. Most of them are gonna be small. Bit by bit, one decision after another, you'll slowly change your life. But every now and then, every now and then, you get to do something that makes you go, who in the world have I become? What happened? I'm out here doing this thing I never thought I'd do. Or I never thought I'd do again. And I'm really, really happy I'm here. And I'm so grateful to the old me for doing something uncomfortable. I'm going to leave you this. Look back to your past self with nothing but gratitude. Your past self has brought you here. Love your past self. Forgive your past self. Stop holding grudges against your past self. That person is doing everything that they could to get you here. Now it's up to you to do everything you can to get your future self to an entirely new place. Have a great week on your weight loss quest. And I'll see you next week on the Chris Terrell podcast.